All right, filibuster freestyle, short and sweet intro before the theme song comes your way. Marky Sal joins us. We're talking NBA Finals with a guy who might love the Celtics more, well, let's say more than, as much as anybody out there. That's more fair to anybody out there who's like, no, wait, I love him more than Marky Sal. Do you? It's subjective. We don't know. So as much as anybody else loves the Celtics, Marky Sal's your guy. Here comes the theme song, Marky Sal. Likely to be ecstatic on the other side of this theme song. Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. All right, folks. As planned, Marky Sal joins us. Marky, Celtics are in the NBA Finals. I got the baby in the studio. We'll see if we get any, you know, feedback from the baby. Any, you know, any intellect or, you know, Celtic thoughts on the the, the the 11, 12 year old baby in the room. But uh, what's a shout out to Charlotte? Shout out to Charlotte. By the way, really quick for the basketball fans out there, I wanted to try to nick. Uh, I wanted her middle name to be Hornets because I wanted to. I wanted her to be Charlotte Hornets, Viano, but um, we did not get the cosign on that. But we got Charlotte, so. Yeah, I could see that one getting denied. Yeah, hard, hard, hard pass on that one from uh, Cindy Harrington. Anyway, um, so the Celtics are in the finals for the first time since 2010. They got a shot to win, banner number 18. They've been, this was their fourth Eastern finals in six years for this nucleus of guys. Um, so much to talk about, so much to be excited about. I'm just glad we can finally do it, not doing an epilogue on their Eastern Conference final demise, but this time around playing in the finals and then playing a legendary team in the Warriors as well. Lots to discuss, but number one, how's the last couple of weeks been for you and how are you feeling now that they're in the finals? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, just like just like stress. And, yes. And like. And so what what my son and I have started doing kind of like separately is like we'll watch the game and then later on that night or the next day we'll rewatch it. Wow. Because like I literally just too stressed to enjoy it, right? It's like <laughs> it's like you want you want to enjoy the fact that your your team has uh, made it this far definitely but man they they've just like, you know, can't keep a lead mm-hmm. and you know and and giving away games that we should win uh, extending the series and then still coming out and winning the series so it's uh yeah it's been a roller coaster man it's tough very much tough the, t- the stressful part is so right like only one team can take a 13 point lead with three and a half minutes left and a, a bid to the nba finals on the line and like leave it to jimmy butler to, to, to front end a three-pointer <laughs> To, to I mean, save it. <laughs> seriously, seriously. But, you know, to their credit, you know, they, they went out and they built that lead. They got yes. those points. And they right? did it like so five it's times. Like they, it's like they won the game, yes. right? It's just the fashion that it finished makes it hard to, like, you know, in one sense digest, but then in the other sense, it's like get rid of that thought. We're in the finals. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, the str- it's to a, your it's point, a new day. Yeah, I think to your point, the stress factor is just at 11 out of 10. And besides. The only series that I felt they were in control of was, you know, obviously the Nets series when, when Tatum hit that buzzer beater to steal game one. And that's the only game one they've won. And so I love their resilience. I love how many road wins they have. But at the same time, and I love that they build double-digit leads, but I hate that they blow double-digit leads and they make games hard and that they do lose on the, at home. And so it's kind of like 
Do I believe in them? Yes. But do I also think that they have to win six games every series to win four? Also, yes. <laughs> exactly, man. It's and, and you know, we. I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but that, that that team's a beast that we're coming up against. Yes. And so, you know, having those mental lapses, you you know, you, you got to tighten them up. And and it was almost like in in some of these games they were. Right, like they, they weren't playing the same style of basketball that they were playing at the end of the season, yep. and they were like turn it on and turning it off, and it's just like, man, come on! Right, give it to us all the time, you know. Do us a favor and stop doing that. Exactly, and so, you know, I, I do think the Warriors. I definitely want to get into the Warriors during this 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 pod, but you know, I think Celtics wise, I mean, this is one of those teams, and I was talking to this a couple weeks ago with with our guy Jeremy Johnson. Uh, you know, this team is homegrown for the most part. These are all guys who have either been here the whole time or even guys like Tyson, definitely Al Horford, who were gone a year or less than a year, you know, two years, depending on the guys, and are back. So it's, it's like all guys we've known for a while. So it's hard for me to ask this question because the answer is probably multiple people. But who, who are you happiest for or, like, what – why are you happy for like the say the starting five like for each of the guys? Okay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And number one, happiest for Marcus Smart. Sure, because I think that like you know he's he's got a lot of you know like anybody else he's got the, the negative parts of his game. You know I know I hear people all the time talking about like him chucking up threes at the end of the game, <laughs> yep. right? And so so he's got those negatives, but man, those the positives that he brings in in if you. You add in the fact that, like, he's so incredible defensively, and defense is all about effort, right? Like, yeah. that's what it is. It's the person who wants to try the hardest, who's going to, like, go out there and give us all. That Those are the best. Obviously, you got to have um, athletic ability in the NBA, but they all do. And Correct. so, and so it, you know, and, and that just being, like, contagious and, and, and moving throughout the team to, to the point where, you know, sometimes I see – Jason Tatum defending, and I'm like, man, he looks a little bit like Marcus Smart right there, and he, and he doesn't do it the whole game, but like, he, there are moments where you can see, you know, that's just um, it, what he infectious. Yes. So, so anyway, so yeah, definitely happy for him. I'm happy for Al Horford for obvious reasons, and I'll do Tatum and Brown together, just like, you know, just just so many doubters and, and haters about the two of them being able to like win together and, you know, and, and, you know, getting called out by Marcus Smart in the media, like <laughs> to overcome all that is, is, is pretty huge. Um, you know, put their kind of egos in check and, and overcome that. And I, I'm, I'm definitely ha- happy for those two for their, you know, just making it that far, taking that next, that, that step to the next level. Yeah. How many, uh, how many trade rumors? And the answer is infinity. How many trade rumors have those three guys been in in the last yeah, in, four infinity years? Infinity upon, upon infinity, right. because it's it, and and I honestly think that you know those have been rumors out outside of the Celtics organization. Sure. I, I honestly think that they they've known what they've had, right? And it it's just a matter of getting it to you know tweaking it. But certainly when 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 our team is struggling, it wasn't the time to even think about 
getting doing anything with those two because they're still so young. They still have such a, a potential in front of them. Correct, correct. And honestly, what's also funny, and again, it's obvious, but I don't, you know, no one's really bringing. Hold on, what if we had got James Harden? And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was one of the, in like the past two years, that was one of the names that popped up. What if we had him right now? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, sorry. No, but you actually, your, your James Harden point actually brings up what I was going to say, which is, you know, you had a little bit of lightning in a bottle when Al decided to sign and you had some good draft picks. And then you had the Isaiah Thomas thing where it was just like lightning in a bottle. And then you somehow turned him into Kyrie Irving and you somehow got worse to the point where Al left because it was such an S show, right? And my point was, you know, the Celtics had a lot of years where they weren't drafting well and they also couldn't attract free agents. And then all of a sudden they kind of started doing both but it was that trade for Kyrie that actually kind of, I don't want to say it derailed this progress, but I would say the fact that Al came back and it kind of clicked for them and Emes did an unbelievable job getting the buy-in to a defensive first mentality and they moved Marcus, the, the key cog, again, moving Marcus to point guard. It looks like all those things was like they tried to do it the way that people used to do it, which is create a super team or you know pair free agents together. But to your point, they finally figured out they had what they needed, and they didn't need James Harden. They didn't need Kyrie Irving, certainly, because that was proven. And they just needed to let these guys play and play and play and play together over and over and over again for hundreds and hundreds of games. And it clicked, and it's so awesome that it clicked. Yeah, it, it really is. It, and through all that that you talked about, I think the Celtics as an organization kind of learned yeah. that, you know, what 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 they need in, a t- in this this NBA to be successful. And, and honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with like that, that tenacious switching defense being and having guys that can guard multiple positions, yes. you know, because they're long and they're fast at the same time. So, so being able to switch and then on the offensive end, having guys that it's like, okay, I don't need to come down and have my coach call, call you know, play one B. Right. I just need to, to be in a position where I'm, I, Everybody on the court is making these quick, good decisions based on where they're at in that moment, right? So yep. it's like, okay, Tatum, I'm here. Marcus Smart's here. Marcus Smart has Struce on him, so he's going to go set the pick. Tatum's going to go and, and isolate on, on Struce. And, like, it's like they don't need these plays called. They're just doing that time after time. And and I think knowing that that's the kind of player that it is going to be successful, you know, in a cohesive defensive unit like that is, yep. is huge. Yeah, agreed. You know, what else is cool is if you can keep the nucleus together and the nucleus stays healthy, and you're seeing this with Golden State, by the way, right now, you have the ability to not only draft smart, but also guys like Al Horford will come and try to, like, chase that ring if they know the nucleus is good enough to be kind of in the conference finals or semifinals every year. You know, like, you get that that that, that organizational kind of continuity where your nucleus is good, you hopefully continue to be lucky with your draft picks, and then you can sprinkle in a key free agent, but not like a big $40 million a year guy, like a mid-level exemption guy. You know what I mean? Like a guy that yeah. wants a ring that's yeah. going to do whatever it takes, which honestly, even the 08 team had, they all came together at the end with those guys filling out the big three. You know, this is a different kind of team than that team was, but super exciting that they philosophically, you're right, like they, they're interchangeable offensively and defensively. They've got bigs who can stretch the floor. They can really defend. They can really lock people up. Um, it's just and, it's the turnovers. The only thing is like, the turnovers. Like you were, like you were just saying, like um, 
you also have to take your, your hat off to the organization, right? So yeah. if you think about, you brought up Golden State Warriors, um, and that organization, you know, there wasn't, there was never a question. They weren't going to tra- trade Clay or right. blow up the team or anything like that. Like when they were going through these issues, they stuck with it. They they supported their, um, you know, they drafted smart. The the Miami Heat would be another organization where you would say, you know, that they're, they're always in the hunt because they're a good organization. And I think that you know the Celtics. Uh, have have been have been there for a while. Maybe it just took Danny stepping aside for them to kind of just like really grow into what they needed to be. Yeah, and honestly, I think it's one of those things too. Or getting getting over the Eastern Conference Finals hump into the finals, regardless of how it goes, kind of just solidifies that piece. And you know who else did that really well too? Was the Spurs, right? Like. The Spurs mm-hmm. were kind of the um, the fifteen year run of that. Like they're not going to win every year, but they're they're never going to overhaul it to the point where you don't recognize what they're about. And then you know they got seven or eight swings at winning five championships over like twelve years or fifteen I years. Think the, the best example of what you're saying with the Spurs is is look at our head coach, right? Yeah. He's he's a product of the San Antonio Spurs organization, so that yeah. just speaks to those organizations finding talent value and talent staying with you know um not not only talent but also you know like basically good employees right like like uh, ime udoka was was a role-playing uh you know member of that team you know didn't get a ton of minutes but whatever and and he became an assistant coach for that team and like learned that organization learned just how to be a professional basketball a professional, you know, and and comes to the Boston Celtics and and brings that mentality to the Celtics, and and I couldn't be happier about it, man. He's done an amazing job. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, again, you know, we got to go to a game together back in March, and and I know they were rolling back then, and I actually went to another game about two weeks later with some of my cousins and my brother, and um, both both of, and again, those games weren't against great teams, but it was just amazing how even in those like games that meant quote nothing. They just would find a way to grind teams down by the fourth quarter because they're just so intense the whole time. And they've ratcheted it up big time, big time here in these playoffs. Um, let me ask you this. You mentioned it earlier. You're talking about you and your, your son watching the games and re-watching them. So obviously, I mean, I'm going to be guessing here, but he was probably either zero years old or like under two when the Celts won in 08, right? When was he born? Yeah. Like 07, 08? Yeah. yeah, so he, he, he was – what like a year old yeah so obviously he didn't and then obviously they went to the finals in in 2010 and therefore he's three so this is and i know he's been a big celtics fan since he was old enough to understand what the celtics were what is it like to have you know what is he now is he 13 i mean he's 14 geez so you got a 14 year old son you guys have been celtics fans for years together what is it like to be going to the finals with a 14 year old son and sharing that as a dad and as a fan with him and and him being a fan that's got to be pretty cool too yeah what you try to you try to make me cry like, like <laughs> you had a kid so now you get it right? now i get so it like she's she's only 11 that, days old we my daughter's only 14 days old so if she can't honestly she, yeah yeah the, the, it's it's been the best experience for all of all of those things that you think that it could be right so i remember like rushing home from the from the hospital and getting like a uh, celtics bib on him Right. Yeah. 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 And like getting a picture with them, like it was like literally we were home for an hour and I had a Celtic, a picture with a Celtics bib. And I've, and I've been that way with the girls as well. Um, but but um, and then and then just having that grow into, you know, 
watching all the games together, going to some games. Um, and, and just like, you know, when we're just constantly, that's the thing we talk about all the time. It's it, not just the Celtics, but also basketball. So, yeah. um, yeah, man, it's, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. And for, for all the reasons that you would expect, like, when you when you have a, a kid, you're looking forward to all those experiences and getting I'm getting him into the Celtics when he's a week a day old because <laughs> I'm envisioning watching. Yeah, the this is a so this is a multi decade plan. Through. Yeah, sure. this is this is in the middle. You know, you're in the middle of the second decade of this like you know four decade plan. Uh, and <laughs> yep. the cool thing is, you know, and again, I know I know for a fact two years ago in the bubble. He was old enough to, to get into that. But number one, it didn't go our way. But number two, it was the bubble. You know, and, and this is – and the teams, you know, the teams that lost to the, the Cavs, I think, what, in 18? And then, you know, the team that, like, made a real run in, like, 17 or whatever the years were. My bad. But, like, the, the, first, the first team was too young to really have a shot. The second team, it, it took LeBron going off, you know, and, and that is what it is. And they missed a bunch of threes. And then the, the bubble just wasn't – they weren't ready yet either. Tice just got exposed. But the fact that you guys can enjoy this and it's like full throttle again it is even cooler. So I love it. I love that you guys are enjoying it together. I love that, you know, the the Celts are giving so many people, not just 14-year-olds, but even like 24-year-olds, something to kind of feel amazing about, you know, kind, yeah, of, the, kind of the way we did. Yeah. You know, when the – even, you know, when the Patriots won in 01 or 02 – no, we hadn't had a win in Boston as a city in like 16 years since the Celtics in 86, whatever that was, 14 years. My math stinks. Um, I think 16, 15 and a half. Bottom line is it just felt so good to feel that. And so, I, I, you know, a, a generation of people who are Celtics fans haven't felt that, who were like 20 years old and under, and that's pretty cool. They're going to get a chance uh, to root for a championship, and who knows what will happen. But super cool to see that. Let me ask you this. Favorite Celtics team um, currently, not including this year's team, because this year's team's story is not fully written yet. Like, what's your favorite Celtics team of all time, in your opinion? And not so, a- I liked the team that had uh, Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier. Mm. Um, we, and then we had a lot of the people that we still have. We had Horford. Yeah. We had, um, you know, Tatum and Brown and Smart. But but I guess it's that year that we had both Marcus Morris and Terry Rozier. I, I'm terrible with, with years and numbers like you are. But um, but that that's easily the team. I just thought that they had a, you know, they had that, even though they weren't as good defensively, they had a very tough defensive mentality. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they had a lot of talent and they had, a, a little bit of swagger too with Terry Rozier, you know. So yeah, um, yeah, I, that that was that was the team for me before this year, obviously. And that team, honestly, I think that was the eighteen team. That was the year when Kyrie was hurt, yes, and yep. and the Celtics actually, you know, made a yeah they they lost I think in six or seven to the to the Cavs, but I think they were up three two and they just they couldn't buy a three pointer to save their life in that final game seven at home and. That was the difference, but that team definitely outkicked its coverage, and were a lot of fun. So let me ask you this: If these guys go all the way, this is this is the top team for you in, in your time as a fan? Uh, yeah, I think so, and I, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I think so. I, it's, I think the thing, the difference would be is that when when um, that Paul Pierce and Garnett team, yep. when that happened, I, I feel like. <clears throat> 
I was just busy, you know, busier in a different way. I, you know, I was still managing restaurants, so I was like busy at night. So I didn't get to like really sit down and like watch all the games that I yeah, wanted to got and it. stuff. You know, I'd pay attention when I could. Um, but with these guys, you know, like Marcus Smart, I I just remember his whole journey now. Correct. Right? Correct. And so, like, I think that's what makes it a little bit different. It's like, it's like you know, basically, you've watched these guys grow. You know, and yep. and so that's what makes this a little bit different for me, but definitely my favorite. Yeah, and I I agree. I mean, the, the 08 thing was amazing because they got it done. Um, I also like the 2010 team because we we got to know them better, and you know, the, their best year was probably 09, but that was the year Garnett got hurt, and and they just weren't the same. Um, mm-hmm. But they, you know, they were again. If Perk didn't get hurt, they probably beat the Lakers in Game Seven and get two titles in three years, but. You know, they were put together very hastily after like a four-year run of them being terrible. But it was fun to watch it happen, and it was fun to happen. But the thing is, like, the first year I really remember understanding what the Celtics were and what it all meant was unfortunately 1987, which was the year they lost to the Lakers in their final finals appearance until 08. Um, And so I don't remember the 86 Celtics. I remember them winning, but I don't really remember it. Like, I didn't watch it. I don't remember the games. I just know that they won, but I remember I remember watching the '87 Celtics lose to the Lakers. I was at my uncle Mike's house actually, and I never thought the Celtics would like be 20 plus years before they got back, um, but they were. And 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 so you know the OA team was special because I got to actually watch them get the job done. But For sure, yeah. But to definitely. your point, this is a team where we we've, we've been watching these guys trying to get this job done since like 2014 when they blew up the. Uh, the Pierce era and, and shipped, you know, Garnett and, and Pierce to the Nets, you know? So, <laughs> so, you know, since whatever it was, 12, 13, definitely 13, 14, one of those two years, they blew it up. And, and since then we've been watching this journey unfold. I mean, Marcus Smart was drafted in 14, I believe like all these pieces have all come since that group was kind of blown up after the 2012 season. So really fun to be a grown up and, and see it. And uh, just glad they're yeah glad they got a shot to try to get after. Yeah, it. So I love I love that memory, Uncle Mike's house. That's yeah. awesome that you remember that because I <laughs> I honestly at that point in my life back back then I was more like casual about watching mm. like I I'd, I'd watch the NBA I'd watch you know any teams that were playing I yes. wasn't necessarily like that much into the Celtics certainly like after that I I would watch the NBA and Celtics were. I'd want them to be my favorite team, but they've sucked so well, bad that's for a good so long point. that, you know, you're watching I, the I completely Bulls versus the Suns and stuff like that. I completely agree with you. Um, say it again? No, I, I completely agree with you. I remember, like, I got into basketball because of the 86-87 Celtics, but then they, they were bad, basically. And then I just remember watching NBA and NBC. Shout out to John Tesh, Ron Bell Rock theme song. <laughs> And I would just be like, okay, like I love the Blazers. They're they're cool. You know, I like the Portland Trail Blazers. I like yep. yeah, I like the Suns this year. The Suns are pretty good. I mean, obviously, you know, MJ getting over the hump over the Pistons. Like, to your point, I think anybody who liked basketball who's our age from Boston, like you always liked the Celtics, but you just liked good NBA teams and the Celtics were never them. <laughs> oh yeah, you needed to you wanted to know about what was going on, who was who was actually advancing, you know. So you were talking about like Isaiah Thomas and that Detroit Pistons yep. bad boys team. Like, so those are the things that you were watching because the Celtics weren't making the playoffs. Right, so if you exactly. to watch the playoffs, you weren't watching the Celtics, you know? Exactly, exactly. And so, I mean, again, it's this is the first time I've gotten to kind of watch them be 
in the mix, a well-run organization that finally is over the hump on the Eastern Conference side. And so let's switch it over to like how you, I mean, again, I know the answer to my question is going to be stressed out. How do you feel about the series? Stressed out. But aside from stressed out, competitively, do you, how do you feel about the matchup? First of all, how do you feel about the matchup? And then where do you see this thing going in terms of uh, number of games and who comes out on top? Yeah, I mean, I, th- this is the kind of thing where it's like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it over fifty-fifty. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying fifty-fifty because I'm a Celtics fan, right? Yep. And like I feel like I got to give off that energy, but at the same time, you know that they're they got they have Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, right. that team is is crazy over there, and and not only that, not only the the, the talent that they have offensively. But also the experience in the finals. Hundred percent. You know, those that you can't you can't downplay that. So it's like, um, you know, I'm 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 definitely hoping that that we pull it out and, and go seven games at least. I think we will go seven games. Um, but you know, I, because like I, said, I I have to leave it at because I'm a Celtics fan. Yeah. I'm putting it at fifty fifty. I hear that, and I think honestly, the biggest thing is. You you can't give away games like you did against the Bucks. Like the Bucks, the Celtics won six out of those seven games. They just happened to blow two of them. You know, yeah. yep. like the, the Warriors are too good and have the ability to get too hot that the game you need might be the night that they decide to hit like twenty seven threes. You know, right, right. And so and so, what I think that what I do think is that um, at this point. Of of you know making it this far, they've had to they've had to grow and they've had to grow in different places and, and grow in different ways quickly. Once you start playing against like Giannis, you know, like yes. you, you you have to start like all right, this isn't one on one anymore. This is advanced, you know, and you got to keep learning <laughs> yep. and growing. And so I think that they, they still have that ability to grow, and I think that they that those kind of things they can fix or minimize but but they have to do that they have to do that consistently at a high level you know adapt and not give up those kind of things in in order in order to be successful and if they don't it's it, it could be a sweep correct yeah you never yeah exactly what i like about them is um you know they have all three of their game ones even even against the nets where they stole it at the end have been their worst games of the series so i don't mind that it's on the road i don't mind that that's that's the game that they're going to be feeling out what the finals are. You know, like yep. they've proven they can win a series either at home or on the road in a game seven uh, if necessary. So that's good. I think the other really good thing the Celtics have going for them is they're getting a full three plus days off. Like I, I don't if I don't know if Time Lord Robert Williams III is going to be who he was before he got hurt. Um Smart obviously is dinged up. All everybody's dinged up at this point, but them getting a little bit better of a rest and recovery ratio before game one, and then honestly throughout the seven game series, if it goes that far, it's much more spread out than it was in the conference finals. And I think the Celtics at full strength with the with their full rotation have a shot to pull this thing off. I think if they're compromised, it gets a little tougher because to your point, just the offensive options of of the Warriors are pretty much unlimited if, if Clay is, is Clay. 
as well as the rest of the guys. Yeah, because if because if you think about it, if you think about it, if if Robert Williams is serving as a deterrent to not drive, yes, then then now as a defender, you know you know Steph Curry's calculations. He's 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 probably gonna have to shoot out here, or you know, pass it to somebody else who's gonna shoot. So now you're playing him a little bit differently, right? And and not saying that he can't shoot the lights out from half court because he obviously can, but you know, it it basically it gives you it makes your 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 um, perimeter defense easier when you have a guy like Robert Williams backing you up in, in in the paint. So. You know, between that, between that, and and the fact that they have been able to overcome this adversity, like you were talking about. So, first of all, we we didn't even touch much upon the fact that they were so bad at the beginning of the season, and Correct. they turned it around. Correct. And then, and now in the playoffs, they've been you know not playing well in game one, and still coming back and still winning these series. That's the thing, you know. Like you said, they might they might go in and lose game game one, but anybody who says oh they lost game one, it's over. They haven't paid attention to the whole season, right? Correct, correct. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think, no matter how the first four game go, first four games go in terms of the order in which teams win or lose, if it's two two after four games, whether it's two and zero to start or zero and two to start or anywhere in between, in a best of three, with the Celtics having had four games to try to figure somebody else out, to your point, I, I know they're going to find a way. To, to get the thing to the seventh game, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yep. So mm-hmm. whether they're I, I o- definitely think that whether they're down o two or up two o, um, any of it's possible, right? Like, as long you know, even if they're down three one, if if they've got a chance to to, but but the bottom line is, game one only matters if they steal it and they have an opportunity. But you know they've proven that they they can feel it out, they can go from there. And honestly, they've proven that they, they're actually probably a little bit more deadly on the road, which is wild. But in two series straight, it's actually three series straight because they were undefeated in Brooklyn, too. Like, they're, they've, they've played more road games and they've won a better percentage of their games than they have at home. So, again, it's more about feeling it out, knowing the game plan, executing, and taking care of the ball. And that's the last, that's the last X factor. I don't know. I haven't watched enough of the Warriors from a defensive standpoint in the playoffs, because frankly, a lot of their games have not been defensive struggles. But if they can take a page out of Miami's book and get easy points, that's a problem for the Celtics. If the Celtics can take care of the ball or the Warriors aren't willing to commit to that kind of defense that Miami had to commit to, then I think, yeah, the Celtics are absolutely 50-50 chance to win this whole thing. Yep, absolutely. And, and you know what? Your, your, your first question was, how, how, do, how am I feeling about it? And like I do think that there is a piece of it on non-game days or you know when they're not actually playing yep. where i have just enjoyed it i've yes. enjoyed like my my team like you know just kind of representing like it's it's awesome you yep. know and and just just being able to like watch them and get them get all the attention and be on the big stage i'm definitely gonna enjoy this next couple of weeks for sure yeah i mean i totally agree with you i would say the days like for instance this week when you have like you know monday you feel great sunday night because they win it uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, I'm going to feel great all three days. And obviously, yep. start getting nervous Thursday. And, <laughs> you know, depending on how the game goes Thursday, you you either feel good or bad on Friday, but either way, you don't feel the stress because there's not a game that day. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. You have some time to, like, you know, it, it, it is brutal, though. Like, 
on Friday morning if they lose. Yes. You know, like looking at like Instagram, right? Like yes. it's like I, I would pull up Instagram and like Jimmy Butler would come up and I just put my phone down. It's like it make me want to throw up. But but I, I the the flip side of that is that's only because I was playing against him. Man, I have so much respect for that guy. Yeah, he shows he up. Had, he shows he, up in the he playoffs. Was the best. He, he was the best person we played against. Played against in this in this playoff so far. Which is a lot. He, he was amazing. Yeah, which is I totally agree. I mean, he steps up and the lights are the brightest, and you can't knock him on that one bit. Um, it's really impressive though because you know I just think that the, the Nets were a hot mess because um, Durant's clearly got. He's definitely a rich man, Jimmy Butler, in terms of offensive skill. Um, and obviously Giannis is, like, literally the best player in the league when he wants to be. I think if Middleton was, you know, in that series, not that the Celtics couldn't have won it, but he is a Celtics killer. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, don't, that, we, we, I don't think we would have won it. Well, we would have we won it if we didn't blow the two games we could have won. You know, we wouldn't have gotten six chances to win four, I'll tell you that right. much. Exactly. Because um, yeah. Middleton's too good. But anyway... Yeah, man, I, I agree. I think Jimmy was unbelievable. Uh, the Heat were banged up, but everybody's banged up. It is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what what um, I view this too. I mean, I'm going to be bummed if the Celtics don't win the whole thing. We all will be. I will be bummed if they get swept because that's just you don't want to come all this way to not get a win. But I honestly think if this thing goes six or seven, win or lose, like – for this team that was basically a 500 team over the last 200 games until mid-January um, to make the finals and show out nicely, I do think it's one of those years where there's not a lot of pressure of like, oh, it was title or bust. Because nobody on Christmas Day thought this team was going to be playing for the title. How do you feel about that statement? I, I, think, I think if we go seven and it's a close game at seven, that's kind of like the ending of the first Rocky movie, right? <laughs> yeah, there you it's go. Like, it's like this underdog came out and he, and he beat – everybody said he couldn't do this, whatever. Nobody thought he had a chance. And he came out and he took it right to the end with the best the, – the, the champion of the world. And so I think that's the, that is the Celtics this year. And I probably won't, won't have that perspective, you know, if we lose in game seven the next day. Right. But a week later, maybe. You know what I mean? So, um, so you know, we're, right now we're only talking about, about bringing that trophy home. But yes. if, it, if, it, if it goes seven and, and, and it's a close game, like I said, I'm, I'm going to feel pretty good about this season. Right. And it is hypothetical, too, because right now, let's say, oh, we lost four games of three. We can be proud of it. But you don't know what the games entailed or what happened because you're right. Like, what, what could happen and what does happen are two different things. And we might be like, wow, we can't believe blank happened in game two. Whatever. You know what I mean? So I'm with you. Right now it's about the next game and it's about winning four before you lose four, you know? And uh, if you can do that, then no matter what happens, well, shoot. I will say this. I've I've never uh, been able to go to a, a, a championship parade in my life. And, and I probably wouldn't go this time either because I've, you know, again, got a two-week-old baby. But um, it... it, it that has to be the goal going into game one is that you want to parade in your town when it's all over, right? Like that. And, and yeah, moral victories are for the after, for the aftermath, but I'm with you 50, 50 chance, but planning on winning the whole thing until otherwise. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not so sure we shouldn't all just go to the parade anyway, you know, like Charlotte, she'll have some pictures at the parade, True. you know, there'll be some crazy like drunk guys behind her, but 
it's an experience. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, you know, we, we got two weeks to figure it out. And honestly, I can get some headphones delivered from Amazon, like Drew Brees' I, kid. I have a pair. I have a oh, pair. Bam, there you go. There you go. Done. So we got, we got the headphones. We got... Yeah, you know what? She's in that studio. I think she's. I think she's up for it if it happens. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So you got sell. You got your heart says Celts in seven, and you think it's going to hopefully go seven regardless. I, I think. I think it. Well, I'm. I'm. I can't put any of that down. I'm, my heart. My heart's at fifty fifty. Yep. That's that's the best I can do as far as a prediction. But I, I can tell you what I'm uh, on top of the world. So I love it. Well, I'm just glad we can finally talk finals and Celtics in the same podcast. It's phenomenal. So here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to see how these first couple of games go. We're probably going to check out Marky on, on you know, how the, the West Coast swing goes. Let's maybe try to pencil that in, Marky. Uh, we'll look at maybe seeing how games one and two go. We'll pencil it in. We'll be able to react to what happened and, you know, start prognosticating on what the Celts need to do for game three. Because we'll know we'll know what situation they're in. But either way, super excited that that's something we can possibly do here. So let's go, Marky. Stick around for a minute. We will catch up. Everybody else, go seize. Unless you're a Dubs fan. And listen, the good news is I don't hate the Warriors. At least you know not yet. Two weeks from now, who knows? But you know I like those I like those players. I like that franchise. I think they're well run. I'm so glad this isn't like a Lakers thing or you know. I mean, not a big Heat fan, so I'm glad that's behind us. But anyway, I have no beef with the Warriors other than, you know what, the next two weeks are probably going to uncover some bad feelings. So everybody hold on to your hats on that one. But anyway, Marky, thanks for being on. Thanks, Cap. And I'll catch up with you in a second. Everybody else, filibuster freestyle, thanks for listening.